welcome back, back to Let's Get, Get Haunted with your hosts, Nat Strawn and Allie. Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 43. I had to think about that for a second. What if we started calling this episode one and one third? Wait, four over three. Three point one four pie like episode yeah (laughs) let's do that let's do that let's just call this like episode 3.14 and then all those numbers after it do you have pie memorized there were some people in school that could recite it back but i never was determined enough to learn about it those people are dead now no i i don't have anything memorized from school somebody was asking me the other day by the other day i think i mean like two years ago but time has no (laughs) meaning in quarantine somebody was asking me like oh do you remember that time in high school that like this and this and that happened i was like no i have no memory of anything positive or negative my brain just doesn't have room anymore it's all of those memories pre like Anything prior to 2014 is just completely gone from my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't. I think I, it's like my brain's way of protecting me from myself because of just all the embarrassing shit I did. Yeah. I think it's our like it's like born identity, you know. I don't know if I've ever seen that movie, actually. Don't kill me. I actually... Okay, so I don't really know if I've seen it either, but this is my interpretation of it. Mark Wahlberg is like a secret agent who forgot he was a secret agent, and then they're like, oh, you're a secret agent, and then <laughs> he's like, I am, and then he gets mad and fights a bunch of people. Can, I want to start a petition where you just rewrite the synopses for every movie plot on IMDb. Can we get this right. petition oh. going, you guys? Let's start a change.org. Natalia Stron <laughs> rewrites every movie synopsis ever. Oh, man. I really need a job right now. That would be so helpful. Okay, Alyssa, are you seeing, like, my house that I'm recording in right now? Look. Do you, like... <laughs> Do you do you see a look on FaceTime? I'm showing Alyssa right now on FaceTime the yeah. space that I recorded. Well, right now. here's the thing. I saw it, but I didn't want to say anything about it unless you brought it up first because I didn't want to be a dick. But what I'm looking at looks like you have crawled into an abandoned warehouse and and set up a bed and are FaceTiming me from it. Where are you right now? I'm so here's the deal like we've been having a guest staying at our house and they've been staying in the guest bedroom so when we're not recording in here I'm like oh yeah like just stay in there so this morning I'm like hey I have to go use the room that you're staying in at like 11 15 is that cool to go record and the guy's like kind of like acting weird and I was like well what's going on and he's like well you know um there's like there was like a leak and uh they're like the carpet is like kind of messed up right now and uh you know there's like had to like unplug your computer and stuff and I was like what the fuck why do you have to unplug my computer and then I go downstairs and I literally the whole carpet has been picked up off the floor like someone cut the carpet up rolled it away there's like these giant industrial fans blowing everywhere right now so wait 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 so did your guest just decide to take it upon himself to remove the carpet i that's the part that i don't understand because i i like just came in here and start recording so i'm like is our guest like remodeling this like like bedroom that we have and what could have possibly happened in here where they felt like they needed to remove the carpet like how 
awkward. I don't know. I could just see that happening to me. Like I'm staying at someone's house and like something weird happens and I'm and I'm like trying to be low key about it. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. Like they'll never notice if I remodel their house. I feel like so this is the beginning to a movie where your guest murdered someone and then had to get rid of the evidence. And so he's just quote unquote remodeling your bedroom. Oh my god, that didn't even occur to me. But the part that's the most annoying part to me is they unplugged my computer. So I had to like reset up everything and like re-add this microphone and like add the app that we use to record and stuff. And I was like, why did you do that? And they were like, well, you had an outdoor extension cord just running underneath the door into this room with your (laughs) computer plugged into it. And I was like, yeah, what's the problem? There wasn't an outlet where I needed one to be and like seeing cords where there shouldn't be makes me mad, you know? So I like wanted to like hide it. Like, yeah, but the only way to do that was to run an extension cord from outside inside. (laughs) And he was like, it doesn't have enough GPRs or whatever it is. Like it could catch on fire and so apparently i've just been like recording with the computer on this outdoor extension cord inside that could catch on fire but i mean i I just plugged it back in to do this right now well that's what i was gonna say is like okay but did it catch on fire no that's what i want to know no of course not so guess what that's a metaphor for our podcast it shouldn't work it should be (laughs) on fire but guess what it's it's functioning it's totally working. Yeah, it's working. I also don't I don't understand that then. Like why why do we make things that aren't compatible? Like why isn't every extension cord just indoor outdoor? Yeah, this is reminding me of the conversation we had when we first started this podcast about like why is it so hard? <laughs> why is there such a learning curve to use Audacity and OBS and GarageBand the drivers? Like, yeah, the drivers. Like why can't it just be like like you said on a different episode like start how to start your podcast.com and it's just like download this link it works congratulations like why does it have to be like well you have a mac so technically you need to download this driver and then you need to reset the settings and then you need to like make sure that you are putting it in the l space or whatever it's like why (laughs) why does it have to be that complicated i don't know i don't understand and then does this mean that just like all of the stuff that's plugged into an extension cord can just catch on fire the only thing i know is that this is like not really related but i'm trying to relate to you and this is all i can think of is that I remember uh, when we were living together, I had a space heater because the house we were living in had no heat and you can't plug it in to an extension cord. You can only plug it into the wall or else it can catch on fire, allegedly. I think You know what I think it is? I think it's just a conspiracy. Like, I think the people who make extension cords, they were like, you know, it's not that hard. We just make a cord. You plug it in here. But the people that make the wall outlets are like, oh, my God, they're stealing our business. <laughs> if, if everyone can just have extension cords everywhere, they're all just like, you know, it's just going to ruin our whole, like, business plan of having wall outlets. I feel like somebody's going to respond to this and very seriously explain to us why extension extension cords can catch on fire and to that person I want to say good for you well it's probably going to scare me like I'm going to read it and be like wow I'm going to unplug this thing right now but until then no oh yeah continue (laughs) to record on this outdoor extension cord also this is reminding me when you said that you don't like cords in random places it also reminds me of when we lived together you guys Natalia and I were 24 living with a 35 year old man and he ran a uh 
what was it? it like an extension cord all the way down two flights of stairs to his room do you remember <laughs> that so he could plug in his tv and then we were like we're gonna eat shit we're gonna come back drunk one night and like just trip over this and fall down two flights of stairs <laughs> oh man so many stupid choices we've made in our lives <laughs> i also remember the time that uh we were living in that house and you had a hedgehog and then you tried to wash the hedgehog poop off <laughs> in the sink that we do the dishes in <laughs> and then our roommate was like really mad and he was like why you girls are so young and stupid like why would you leave like a poopy hamster wheel in the sink <laughs> Here's the thing about that is that that whole plan of me watching my washing my hedgehog's wheel in the sink was such a good idea and you guys should have never known about it but I just forgot <laughs> to take it out of there. So the my roommates wanted me to take the head the hedgehog wheel cuz the hedgehog like would poop on the wheel and then it gets like all smeared on the side so I would have to wash it every day. They wanted me to take it outside to a to like a hose around the corner and like slave away like outside on this hose when I could literally just like put it in the sink and like spray some Clorox on it, let it like soak for a while and then just like wash it all off. And so I was like you know, that's just what I'm going to do. So I waited for them to always be gone. And the plan was working really well. And I was like leaving it in there to set. And then I would just rinse it out. And then they would come home and no one knew nothing was happening, you know. And then one day I forgot. I got too comfortable with my plan. And I forgot that it was soaking in the sink. And then I get like an angry text in our like group chat from our old roommate who's like, this is it's a photo of like a shitty dirty hamster wheel in our sink and he's like this is completely unacceptable <laughs> unsanitary there's so much bacteria in here you know like just super angry and there was nothing I could do or say because it's not like I don't know you you're not supposed to mix like animal fecal batter with like the place <laughs> where you wash your like your dishes but I just assumed that no one would get sick and if no one knows about it then it's like it never happened right right so I mean that's how that's how I just thought about it and it was very unfortunate that I got caught that one time because it really like it really just like ruined the trust with a, with our old roommate because he had told me several times not to do it and I was like cool I won't do it and then a few times even just for appearances I had like taken it outside and like rinsed it out with the hose like while he was there and then it all came crashing down and the trust the trust was never really rebuilt after that <laughs> okay but he also got mad at me because I made muffins or I think they were cupcakes they were one night and then he like I just got really tired and drunk and so I went to bed without doing the cupcake dishes but in my head I was thinking like these are great cupcakes they're for all the roommates like oh everyone's gonna be so happy <laughs> I like put them in the fridge with a note that was like please eat you know like I th I'm feeling like I just made some homemade shit that's delicious and everyone's gonna love me and then the next morning right. I get a text message in our group chat that just has a bunch of pictures of like my dishes still out on the counter from baking like and it's like I can't believe this is completely unacceptable <laughs> that you would leave dirty dishes out on the counter without doing them and I'm like god damn it like we can't do anything right like looking back on that now as like an adult I feel like I mean we were adults then but we were stupid <laughs> looking back on that now <laughs> I'm like yeah like as a roommate we should probably clean up after ourselves but in that space in our lives I feel like everyone was such a shit show that to me it was totally acceptable to like leave your dishes in the sink 
overnight or even for like two days. You yeah. Know? Well, as like a 23 or 24 year old, the last thing I'm thinking of, like you're thinking, oh, everyone's going to love me because I'm cleaning up my hedgehog cage. I'm thinking everyone's going to love me. I just made some like free delicious baked goods. And then as it turns right. out, we were just the assholes in that situation. Well, to me, maybe I've just had some really shitty living experiences because to me, a bad roommate is like someone who like steals all of your stuff and like doesn't pay their rent and like the police come and evict them for like having (laughs) a secret underground like illegal operation going like it's not someone who who's just like gross and dirty and annoying. (laughs) No, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'm I'm thinking back to like my worst living experiences would have definitely been in college where do you remember when I had that klepto roommate and all the stuff? Yes. Yes. There were like five girls living in this house and stuff slowly started going missing. But when you're drunk all the time, you're not really thinking about about like, oh, someone stole my stuff. You're thinking like, oh, I misplaced something. But then we all one day got together uh, without her and we were like, Oh, I'm missing this thing. Have you seen it? Well, that's weird. I'm missing this thing. Have you seen it? Well, I'm missing this thing. Have you seen it? And we were like, no fucking way. And we open up the door to her room. The first thing we see are my roommate's boyfriend's expensive headphones sitting on her bed. My dress that was missing is like proudly on display in her closet. Like someone else's <laughs> shoes were like sitting in front of her bed. And we're like, what the fuck? Wow. Yeah. I don't, yeah I- I can't. I don't know. Yeah, I think I would rather take a poopy hamster wheel in the sink than a klepto roommate <laughs> any day. Right. Like like us, I know our annoying tendencies as roommates is like to leave out dishes because we like randomly decided to bake a cake at three o'clock yeah. in the morning for <laughs> yeah, everyone, exactly. you know? Or, like, I brought home an illegal animal and it's now, like, living in our house and I have to, like, clean up after it because it's not meant to, like, be a pet. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> We're about to delete the soul. I, like, don't know how to segue out of this conversation, but I would love to thank our donors that have donated to us in the month of July and August. We've got Madison F, Annie C, Ephraim P, Lauren B, Ellie O, James H, Emily M, Haley, Mary Elizabeth, and Alicia. Thank you guys so much for donating to us. Ooh, the nut button has made a return. Wow, guys, that's how special these donors are for these months is that Natalia dug up the nut button just for you guys. Thank you so much for donating to us. (laughs) We could not do this show without you. And... I believe we even have our second sponsor ever. We have an ad read, Natalia, I believe. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay. So this is how disorganized our sponsor is, <laughs> by the way. And like, this just makes sense that it's our sponsor. I reached out to them or they reached out to me and they're like, hey, can you do another ad? And I was like, sure. And then I was like, can you send me like the information that you want me to talk about or you want us to say or whatever? And they were literally like, "Uh, can you just like make it up? Like go to the website and just like say some stuff about whatever you want. And they were like, or read your last thing that you said. And I was like, well, I deleted that like immediately after we finished it. I was like, can't wait to get rid of this thing in my inbox. Delete permanently. (laughs) So I do not have that. But let me just go to their website right now. It is. (laughs) Do you like this, Alyssa? Is this good? Yeah, Yeah, this is good. This is good. 
It's honeybolt.com and they make CBD products, which I honestly use because they're pretty good. If you don't know what CBD is, it's cannabinoid, cannabinoid, whatever. It's oil derived from the hemp plant that doesn't get you high. There's no psychoactive ingredients in it. It's just helps you to relax. It's anti-anxiety. If you get performance anxiety or have hard time going to sleep with insomnia, it can help with pain. It's basically like natural Xanax. Wouldn't you say, Alyssa? Yeah, I would. I use it on occasion to go to sleep. And they also make CBD products for dogs. Um, I have used CBD chews for Littlefoot because he is super a super anxious dog. And he's super tiny. So I take the CBD dog chews and I cut them up into like eighths. And then I give him an eighth. And it doesn't make the dog high. It doesn't make you as a person high. What it does is just kind of like bring down your anxiety level a little bit. Yeah, I think that's a good way to describe it. And they're organic. They're third-party lab tested. It's full spectrum CBD, which means you get the full plant profile. It's made in the USA. There's no pesticides and obviously no THC from the weed plant. It's completely legal. And they also are have um, vape pens that you can smoke. They've got hemp oil soft gels. They have the muscle rub, which I'm a huge fan of. And then they have the tincture. So the two ones that I like to use is the tincture because it's like a little potion that you um it's like it comes with an eyedropper and you put it underneath your tongue and then you feel like you're doing witchcraft and it's legal (laughs) so you're like whoa and then um they also have gummies they have a bunch of different products and they're i highly suggest them so you can go to their website honeybolt.com and for all of our listeners if you type in haunted at checkout you will get 30 percent off and i think that's a pretty good deal also I just want to point out one more time how disorganized this company is. <laughs> I was like, hey, wasn't that the same, like, wasn't that the same exact uh, code or whatever from last time? And they were like, yeah, we just, like, didn't change it, you know? You can just continue <laughs> to type haunted in there. So I was like, okay, so what about if someone made, like, a bunch of different orders, like, over the past couple of months and just kept using haunted? And they're like, yeah, we see no problem with that. <laughs> oh, like, hell yeah. Okay. Honestly, yeah. is that is that disorganization or is that just good customer service 30 percent off for cbd products is really fucking good that's a really high percentage that you're saving and also i don't know if people if this like interests people or not but you should absolutely be supporting hemp farms in the united states because if you're interested at all in farm worker um, wages you should know that some of the best wages you can get in the agricultural industry are with hemp products. And that's because people are willing to pay a premium for hemp products. And so that means that a bigger portion of the profit gets passed on to farm workers. And that's why it's so frustrating for me when counties decide to outlaw hemp production, even though it's legal, because they're basically saying, we want more people on welfare. We want more people making lower wages. The wages and I'm speaking from experience from someone who works in HR and has worked in hemp fields before with farm workers, you make such good money working in hemp fields compared to other crops. So if you're interested at all in stuff like that, you should definitely be making sure that you're buying CBD products sourced from the U.S. Um, and Honeybolt is one of those companies that does that. Yeah, and they also are supporting our shitty podcast. So <laughs> yeah. thank you. <laughs> yes, definitely. Thank you, Honeybolt. Thank you so much. <laughs> So now I'd like to go into today's story, Natalia. Okay. Now, this story 
is kind of convoluted. There's a lot of images and videos and audio recordings, and I'm going to be sending them to you throughout the episode, and I'll post all of the sources and all of the different images that we're talking about onto our Instagram account. But I need to start this episode with a question, Natalia. Have you been having strange dreams lately? Yeah. Have you? The ones, yeah, the ones I can remember are strange. Yeah, I feel like. Can you remember anything that you like want to share or something that made it strange? Maybe like part of a dream you had recently? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I, I feel like the weird dreams that I always have, it's like me and like some random person in my life that's not a good enough friend to be in my dream. And we're like on this like super intense quest that's like out of a movie like we're trying to do something or like get some key somewhere to save the world like it's like a super high stakes thing and I'm always like why am I doing this with this random person that I like met at a fucking yoga class that I don't even remember their name like why are they in my dream right now no that's that's really true I think I've been having a lot of weird dreams lately too and it's always stuff where it's like I'm in a mansion or I'm in some house and it's like a maze layout and I'm just like walking around from room to room and I'm not even sure what the point of the dream is, but it always feels like I can't accomplish the goal. And so it's really frustrating. Like it's not necessarily scary. It's just annoying. It's like anxiety dream. Yeah. Anxiety dreams. Exactly. So. According to a National Geographic article written by Rebecca Renner, the pandemic is giving people unusual and vivid dreams. Renner writes, Science has long suggested that dream content and emotions are connected to well-being while we're awake. Bizarre dreams laden with symbolism allow some dreamers to overcome intense memories or everyday psychological stressors within the safety of their subconscious. Nightmares, on the other hand, can be warning signs of anxieties that we might not otherwise perceive in our waking lives. With hundreds of millions of people sheltering at home during the coronavirus pandemic, some dream experts believe that withdrawal from usual environments and daily stimuli has left dreamers with a dearth of inspiration, forcing our subconscious minds to draw more heavily on themes from our past. At least five research teams at institutions across multiple countries are collecting examples, and one of their findings so far is that the pandemic dreams are being colored by stress, isolation, and changes in sleep patterns, a swirl of negative emotions that set them apart from typical dreaming. We normally use REM sleep and dreams to handle intense emotions, particularly negative emotions, says Patrick McNamara, an associate professor of neurology at Boston University School of Medicine. Obviously, this pandemic is producing a lot of stress and anxiety. During our dream states, stress sends the brain on a trip. The neurobiological signals and reactions that produce dreams are similar to those triggered by psychedelic drugs. Psychedelics activate nerve receptors called serotonin 5-HT2A, which then turn off a part of the brain called the dorsal prefrontal cortex. The result is known as emotional disinhibition, a state in which emotions flood the consciousness, especially during the rapid eye movement stage of sleep when we typically dream. Though these processes happen nightly, most people don't typically remember their dreams. Living through the coronavirus pandemic might be changing that due to heightened isolation and stress influencing the content of our dreams and allowing some dreamers to remember more of them. For one, anxiety and lack of activity decrease sleep quality. Frequent awakenings, also called parasomnias, are associated with increased dream recall. 
Latent emotions and memories from the previous day can also influence the content of dreams and one's emotional response within the dream itself. According to an ongoing study the Lyon Neuroscience Research Center in France initiated in March, the coronavirus pandemic has caused a 35% increase in dream recall among participants, with respondents reporting 15% more nightmares than usual. A different study promoted by Associazione Italiana di Medicina del Sono, or the Italian Association of Sleep Medicine, is analyzing the dreams of Italians who are confined during the outbreak. Many of the subjects are experiencing nightmares and parasomnia in line with symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. Okay, so I just want to highlight something that I just read to you, Natalia. According to an Italian study cited in the article, the coronavirus pandemic has caused a 35% increase in dream recall and 15% more nightmares than were occurring before the pandemic. So that's Italy, right? So I kept researching and I came across another article with an American study in it. Do you want to guess what the main thing Americans are having nightmares about this year is? What, wait, what do you mean the main thing that Americans are having nightmares about, like specifically yeah so what do you think what do you think covid has caused a spike in nightmares about maybe i'm trying to think of something that's like tangible that everyone would be feeling um like money you're on the right track so when you say tangible you're on the right track um according to webmd in an article entitled covid and sleep written by kelly miller Since the coronavirus pandemic pressed pause on our lives, Americans' time asleep has jumped up nearly 20%. Vivid dreams about bug attacks top the list of crazy COVID-19 nightmares, says Deirdre Barrett, PhD, a Harvard psychologist and dream researcher who launched an international survey about pandemic-related dreams. From swarms of wasps, flies, and gnats to armies of roaches and wiggly worms, bug attacks are by far the most common metaphor seen in more than 8,000 dreams reported on her survey since March. I think part of it traces to the slang use of the word. We say we have a bug to mean we have a virus, says Barrett. Dreams can be kind of pun-like in using visual images for words. More than 87% of Americans have had unusual dreams since the pandemic began, according to a sleep standard survey of 1,000 dreamers in the United States. Nightmares, dreams, and sleep disturbances are common in times of trauma and disaster. Research showed a significant increase in the number and intensity of dreams after the 9-11 terrorist attacks, for example. Barrett wanted to find out how our pandemic dream patterns compare to those seen after 9-11. One difference that could sway our subconscious experiences is the lack of visuals with the current threat. There were such obvious visual images to go with 9-11, with buildings coming down, but the virus is basically an invisible threat, so there's a larger proportion of metaphorical dreams with COVID, says Barrett. So back to the bugs, the number one metaphor plaguing COVID-19 dreamers. Barrett recalls one woman dreamed of giant grasshoppers with vampire fangs attacking her, while another person had a giant tarantula slip through her mail slot. Other vivid COVID-19 dreams reported on Barrett's survey include a woman who dreamed that the blue stripes on her stomach were the first sign of her being infected with the virus. One person called an ambulance, but an Uber came instead. Another dreamer got a pill or shot from a doctor or nurse to treat the virus, but received poison instead. Another person dreamed that they were euthanized because they had COVID-19. 
Other dreams involve family or loved ones, sometimes with a twist or a history repeats itself theme. In the sleep standard survey done in mid-May, more than one in five people, or 21%, said that they had vivid COVID-19 nightmares about ex-lovers, even though they were in bed with their current partner. So, Natalia, this is my question for you. Mm-hmm. What, First of all, what do you think of the results of the dream surveys? Then the second question is, does it surprise you that dream surveys are even like a thing? Like, does it um, surprise you people are looking into this? Well, uh, to answer the first question about like, what are my thoughts about the results? Um, I was having a lot of thoughts. Like on the one hand, I was like, oh yeah, that's crazy. Like everyone's having nightmares, you know? And I was thinking, oh, well first of all you were saying everyone's inside more and we have more anxiety so we're having more dreams and it kind of made me think like I wonder if we're connecting more to our ancestors who had to spend more time inside and didn't have like any external stimuli to keep them um to keep them entertained like jobs that they go to every day or traffic or uh the internet things like that like they're just spending time in their little huts and they're you know fearing for their lives you could get eaten any minute or run out of food and i was there's dreams have such a heavy influence on like indigenous cultures and on ancient literature and things like that like there's always a dream means so much more like people thought dreams were the gods talking to you or like an oracle into the future and so i was wondering you know thinking first of all like oh that's kind of cool i wonder how our ancestors like if they thought more looked more into dreams and if that's why they were having more crazy dreams than you know um we are having in modern days and then i was thinking about it and i was like let's see our nightmares are like a roach is gonna touch me or like something from the outside is like coming into my home or like I'm going to be euthanized because I have COVID. And I was thinking like how kind of civilized those nightmares are, you know? Like, are those people fucking lying? Because when I have a nightmare, it's like, oh, there's a dragon next door that's also your best friend, but you didn't realize they were this reptilian (laughs) dragon. And then you go over there and they're going to slice you from your taint to the tip of your head and peel open your body and crawl inside of it and then pretend to be you and go to your work and your school school and you're trying to convince your family that it's not you it's this dragon wearing your skin it's not like oh the stripes on my belly are actually might mean I'm sick you know like what the fuck that's where that was my thoughts I was gonna say I think that your original guest before I read that to you where you were like oh like I'm trying to think of something tangible like that is super close to what I was gonna say because basically this dream survey says that because you can't touch a virus or like you can't see a virus it's invisible Like people are associating it with bugs because when Mm -hmm. you have a virus, you have a bug. So they're imagining like, oh, all these ants are crawling over my body and they bite me. And then I get this blue line coming up my belly and that means I'm infected. You know what I mean? It's like very interesting how the human mind works. Yeah, I was just relating it to our ancestors thinking like, oh, we're closer to our ancestors now because we're having these crazy dreams and we're staying inside and there's something outside that we're afraid of. And then I was thinking about how our ancestors' nightmares would be like, like it wouldn't be scary to them that a tarantula climbed into like a hole in their house or that like roaches were all over them. Like they just had to deal Mm -hmm. with that, which is kind of like unrelated, I guess. But sorry, I have severe ADHD. (laughs) And then um, the second question is that like, am I? surprised that dreams are a thing right now or that dreams no no that dream surveys yeah 
the dream surveys are a thing. Hmm. Like, does it is it interesting to you that like that of all things is what someone has chosen to spend their time researching? Or do you think like, no, that makes sense. Like, it's important to figure out like what people are dreaming about. I don't know. I mean, like on the one hand, I'm like, yeah, like dreams always mean something. But I only want to hear what they mean when it's like an old woman with a crystal ball and like a scarf (laughs) tied around her head. And like when a scientist is telling me like, oh, actually, there's a 35 percent increase in whatever. And I'm like, what are they hiding? What do they you know? Like, it's just like a distrust, (laughs) distrust of science. With authority. Yeah. Yeah. Like why? Like I, I agree with you in the sense that it's it's very interesting because it's like, okay, well, there must be some reason to be investigating this spike in nightmares, right? Like, right. there must be a reason why this researcher from Harvard is investing so much time trying to figure out why we're having nightmares or what the nightmares are, are about. And then it got me thinking, too, like... I don't know about you, but dreams and nightmares are sometimes like a very, it feels almost like a very intimate experience. Like it's like your worst fears materialized. And so sometimes I'm like, I wouldn't feel comfortable sharing some of like the nightmares I've had. And I was, so I was going to ask you, like, would you feel comfortable sharing your dreams and nightmares with a random researcher? Or do you feel like dreams and nightmares are more of a private experience? Well, yeah I mean it depends like is this like so so one of those things was saying that people had nightmares that they were hanging out with their like ex-lover even though they were in bed with their current lover and I was like those people are super downplaying that they just had the most wild erotic dream about their (laughs) ex and like you know they're like oh I was just hanging out at the mall with my ex and I was like no you were having wild anal sex like live (laughs) with your ex I don't know I was right, but they're saying it's a nightmare too. So it's like a horrible sex dream with their ex or like a really unsettling like nightmare involving their ex. Maybe they're just saying it's a nightmare because they're like right next to their spouse and they're like, oh yeah, it was a nightmare. It was horrible. <laughs> right. So then so then that kind of means that you agree that some dreams and nightmares are, are super intimate and private and you wouldn't necessarily want to like share them in their entirety with like a random person, right? Y- yeah, because like also how can you, even if you wake up in the middle of of your dream it's still your conscious brain trying to decipher your unconscious brain like you're like oh well I, then you know because when I'm having dreams it's like shifting all of the time and then I kind of have to make sense of it it's like at one moment I'm in like my, a room and the next moment I realize like oh actually that room is a grocery store you know what I mean it's like constantly shifting around so like how do I even make sense of it how am I supposed to get that out onto paper and tell someone else what it is without there being some sort of like bias interference from my like conscious brain does that make sense yeah no that makes sense I think sometimes too I mean you think about all of the hours that you spend sleeping right like eight hours or nine hours if you have a good night's sleep and then you think of like the one little chunk of dream you remember only makes up like five minutes of all of those hours you were asleep so even the part of the dream that you remember is not the entire dream yeah yeah so how can you really share your dream if you only remember like for example the example I gave of like I was in like a mansion and it's kind of a maze and I'm like trying to do some mundane task but it's really hard because I can't figure out the layout of the house like that's only a very small part of a dream that I just can't remember so how can I even make sense of it yeah so like how are they making how what (laughs) yeah right like how do you even begin to decode a dream and then my last question I have for you is would it make a difference to you if the researcher who was asking you for your dream was someone from Harvard like a a Harvard 
scientist, PhD, like looking into this specific thing, assuring you that they're not going to like associate your name with your dream. It's just for collecting data. Like, would it make a difference to you if that was the person asking you for your dream versus if it was just like some random dude on the internet? Well, I think that if it was like this Harvard person asking and it was very professional asking me for my dream, I might be more hesitant to, I might, I might like, I'm trying to find the words to say this. I might not want to give them any false sort of information. So I might almost like be so harsh on myself trying to remember exactly what it was that happened that I like don't want to tell them I don't know. Well, no, that's interesting. I think that's an interesting point. So maybe something you're saying is if it's like a random person um, asking you for your dream, the stakes are lower, right? So maybe yeah, you'd the be stakes more... are way lower. So yeah. I would be like, yeah, there, there was a snake and he laid a bunch of eggs and then one of them broke open and I was in it. Where <laughs> if it was yeah. the Harvard guy, I would want to, I would just play it down and be like, yeah, I was just like, I had this dream about like snakes and it wasn't a big deal, you know? Right? Yeah, exactly. Like or or like you said, maybe um, you would you wouldn't even want to give the dream to the scientist because you're like, well. I, it's not that interesting or you're like second guessing yourself or like I don't really remember enough of it whereas if it's just a random person asking you like if I asked you like oh did you have a weird dream last night and you're like oh yeah I had a dream that like I had a dragon and like it ate me you know yeah. you, like you maybe it's it's when it's more casual maybe it it feels easier to reveal your dreams yeah so I think you're right yeah yeah well have you ever heard of the Willamette Valley Dream Survey no Well, Natalia, this is the subject of today's episode. On April 30th, 2015, in Oregon, strange flyers began to appear all over the Willamette Valley in Portland. Natalia, I'm going to send you a picture of the flyer, and I want you to read it out loud for our listeners. I'm going to text it to you right now. Okay, I'm looking at the photo. It's of a flyer that looks like it's taped to a telephone pole, and it says... Have you been having strange dreams? The Willamette Valley Dream Survey is investigating a recent spike in bizarre, unexplainable dreams. If you have been experiencing any unusual dream activity, you can help by reporting a summary. Please call 971-258-1465 with a a description of your dream. Now, this picture that I just sent to you and that you read out loud for our listeners was posted on r slash creepy on reddit in 2015 by user marcus underscore yellow immediately people begin speculating about who could have put the sign up and why they were collecting dreams these signs were posted all around portland oregon stapled to telephone poles taped to traffic signs and left on car windshields the strange thing about the signs is that no one ever witnessed anyone put them up they just seemed to appear The last sighting of a new flyer for the Willamette Valley Dream Survey was as recent as 2019. Curious Oregonians and Redditors began calling the number, hoping to get through to someone and solve the mystery of who was collecting the dreams and why. The number, when called, rings a few times before going to a voicemail message which prompts the caller to leave a detailed message of their dream. And I'm going to play for you what it sounds like when you call this number because it's currently still a number that's in use. So I'm going to call it right now, live on air. Hello? 
Thank you for calling the Willamette Valley Dream Survey. Please leave a detailed account of your dream after the tone. Transcripts or audio from your report may be duplicated in other media. So that's all it says. What the fuck? Why? Why do they care? Why do they want exactly. to know dreams? No, that's exactly right. So now I don't want to tell them. Right. People started doing research. Let me back up. So people called this number and they noticed a few interesting things. First of all, that voice that picks up when it goes to voicemail doesn't sound like a an autumn like a robot recording you know it doesn't sound like a voice to uh, a text to voice recording it sounds no, it like it sounds like someone's mom exactly yes exactly it sounds like someone's mom or someone's grandma reading a piece of paper off for a voicemail message and another interesting thing about this voicemail is that it pronounces the Willamette the Willamette Valley Dream Survey it pronounces it Willamette which is incorrect. That's not how you pronounce it. So it kind of sounds like maybe this person isn't even from that area who recorded this voicemail message. Yeah, and like, I do not trust this person. Is this a reptilian person trying to get access into our dreams? Like, what What do they want? Exactly. So this is exactly what Redditors thought and people in Portland, Oregon thought when they called this and listened to this message. It doesn't say if it's associated with a company. It doesn't say if it's associated with a researcher. It doesn't say what these dreams are being used for. It just asks you to leave a dream after the tone. So immediately this blows up on Reddit, as you can imagine. People start posting about it, posting pictures of flyers they've seen around Portland, um, talking about it. People are, are like trying to stake out locations to see if they can catch the person that's putting the flyers up, but nobody ever seems to be able to. And I want to read off to you what some Redditors had to say um, in the comments about this dream survey poster. So this person said, okay, so I called, right? Heard the voicemail that says something along the lines of, thank you for calling the Willamette Valley Dream Survey. Please leave a detailed description of your dream after the tone. So I recounted my dream and before I hung up, I said, I don't know what any of this means. So if you could get back to me, that would be great. My nut. And before I could restate my number, a tone played and the same voice as before said, goodbye. And it hung up. How'd they know that it wasn't, he wasn't leaving a dream? So that's the thing. So this person says, I don't know if it was a time limit thing or what, but now I'm a little scared that maybe there was somebody listening. And after I left my dream, they were no longer interested in what I had to say. <laughs> and then an another user says, you know, what's interesting about this is I have had two dreams that I can remember in my entire life before this week. This week, I've had so many vivid dreams that I've woken up in a full panic sweat, believing they were real, very vivid, very strange and very real. Something is going on, either in the water or the air. The only time I can remember dreaming was when I was young and on an unhealthy amount of antibiotics for blood poisoning. Also at 21, after having a wisdom tooth removed and being on painkillers. So twice in my entire life, so infrequently that I can actually remember all the content from every dream I remember. And suddenly this week, for no reason, one very vivid dream every single night. This is really fucking weird. So... As intrigue around the flyers began to grow, more and more people started trying to figure out who was behind the flyers. A quick Google search revealed that the number that's listed on the flyers was at one time affiliated with a summer camp operated by the German language immersion program Sophie Scholl Schule, which operates oh in B. 
why 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 are the germans always up to some weird shit (laughs) right okay so this this german language immersion school operates in beaverton portland and corvallis but a school official said that the number was a google phone number that the school no longer used in an interview with a journalist named nick budnick from the oregonian school director lynn rees said all we do is German. <laughs> After viewing the Reddit poster, she wrote in an email to the journalist, I can see why you're checking into this. That's one weird poster. So Redditors continue to dig because now this is a dead end. It, this number used to be associated with the German language immersion right. program. But the head person of that school is saying, no, that was like a Google VOID number, which is basically like you can anyone can sign up for it. It's a free service and it it's sort of like having um, if you're on a computer and you don't want people to know what your IP address is, you can download something that will allow you to connect to um, a different IP address, essentially, so that your the theory is so that your Internet activity um, can't be traced back to you. So okay. it's kind of like that with Google VOID phone numbers is anyone can sign up for it as long as you have a Google account and it'll give you a random phone number that's not associated with you at all. And so you can use that phone number to call people or or to receive voicemails from people, and then nobody has your real number. So it's it sounds nefarious, but a lot of people just use it for like business purposes. Like I know my brother mm-hmm. has, a, has a business and he didn't want to give out his cell phone number, obviously. Right. So he gives out his Google VOID number and then people can call it and you can access it from your cell phone, but people can't see what your cell phone number is. Okay. Well, I want one. So I got one for this episode because I was like, this is sketch as fuck and I don't want to call these numbers and have people have my real phone number. So I've been calling from like a Utah phone number because I just got whatever Google gave me. Um, Yeah. Anytime I want to get 10% off on something and they're like, you want 10% off? Give us your phone number. I'm going to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Just sign up using random Google numbers. Yeah. So so people are obviously so like I said, um, this is a dead end, this whole German language school immersion program, because they used to have this Google VOID number and then they got rid of it. So now someone else has picked up this number. Um, And so Redditors continued to dig around and soon found another interesting possible connection to the dream survey. Natalia, do you know what feudal phones are? F-U-T-E-L phones? F-U-T-E-L? Futel? Futel. Foodle. Foodle phone? No, that sounds completely oh. made up. What is that? Right. Okay. So which, what's interesting about this is that feudal is actually a German word for pouch. So this is like another random German connection, um, but it's completely unrelated to the German immersion program that we were talking about earlier. And feudal No, phones... it can't be. What are you talking about? Why is there so much German stuff in this story? Like 100%. I don't even know what the story is about yet, but the Germans caused it. Right. <laughs> So feudal phones are essentially free pay phones that have started popping up around Portland. And they have a website. It's futel.net. And it's active even still today. And you can find its mission statement in the About Us section of the website, which reads, At Feudal, we believe in the preservation of public telephone hardware as a means of providing access to the Agora for everybody. And toward What's that Agora? Goal- I looked, I had to look it up. It means like city center. So it's basically just saying like access to community for everybody. And toward that goal, we are privileged to provide free telephone calls, voicemail services, and telephone mediated services. 
We do not judge the motivations of our users or who they choose to call. If they don't have someone to call, we can provide a presence on the other end of the line. Denial of telephone services has long been a tactic used against undesirable populations, and our devices will counteract that. But more importantly, we will help to establish a new era of communication, one in which reaching out is not only desirable, but mandatory. To what extent are our interactions mediated by intelligent machines? Who is doing the talking when we let them decide who we interact with and what constitutes appropriate topics of communication? We believe that the time has come to greet each other, not with our heads down, staring at our hands and begging for the permission of the minds that oversee our networks, but proudly standing tall with our eyes open and aware of our surroundings. We are primarily driven by the basic needs that we see on the streets every day by giving something away that is cheap for us, but valuable to the recipient. But we hope that we can also build a Tower of Babel on top of that, a monument of telephones and switching networks and cascading psychological structures, which will give the community <laughs> something else as well, something we, we may not appreciate until it has forever changed us. Okay, I don't know if this is just because this is a German company and English is not their first language, but it... Like, they're making this shit sound, like, so fucking weird. Like, what the fuck is this? At first, I thought they were providing a service to homeless people or people who can't afford to use phone calls or, you know, people who don't want the government to be snitching on them because they're, like, drug dealers and they they can use these phones and be able to run their businesses. And that's what they were talking about. Like, we don't judge people who are using our phones, like, undesirable populations or, like, sex workers or whoever just doesn't want the government to be, like, listening in to what they're doing. And so I was like, okay, well, I can sort of, like, understand that. But then there's, what the fuck are they talking about? Creating a tower, <laughs> tower of Babel? Like... Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that the Bible story where God made it so that, like, everyone's speaking a different language and they couldn't fucking build this tower together because they none of them could speak the same language as, like, punishment or something? So I'm so glad you picked up on the Tower of Babel. So... According to what Wikipedia is that? I know I'm not done with this rant. <laughs> what the fuck kind of company is that? I don't understand. Like why? The, what the fuck? I don't like it's wrecking my mind. At first I was like, oh, this story sucks. This is boring. Like I don't care about other people's dreams. But now I'm like, who are these people? <laughs> and why do they want us to all be talking about us? And that thing just like their company statement just sort of spiraled out of control into like a manic episode where they were like <laughs> crossing lines everywhere you look. There's going to be telephones. We imagine a world where there are no people. It's just phones. Like what? Okay. Yes. Right. Okay. So, and we haven't even gotten to like the deepest level of this yet. We're still what scratching the surface. So first I want to talk about the Tower of Babel. So like you said, according to Wikipedia, the Tower of Babel is a narrative in Genesis 11 verses 1 through 9. It is an origin myth meant to explain why the world's people speak different languages. According to the story, a united human race and the generations followed the Great Flood, speaking a single language and migrating eastward, where they come to the land of Shinar. There, they agree to build a city and a tower tall enough to reach heaven. God, observing their city and tower, confounds their speech so that they can no longer understand each other and scatters them around the world. 
Some modern scholars have associated the Tower of Babel with known structures, notably the Etamenanki, a ziggurat dedication to the Mesopotamian god Marduk in Babylon. So it's basically, like you said, a story that seeks to explain the origin of why there are so many languages in the world. And basically, God was concerned that humans had blasphemed by building a tower to avoid a second flood. So he brought into existence multiple languages so that people were unable to understand each other. And I just sent you a picture of a feudal phone to your yeah, I'm, phone. Wait. I'm looking at this photo that you just sent. It's a phone. It's like literally like one of those old time phone booths. And it just says Futel at the top. But now I'm looking at it and it's like F-U-Tel. Like is that, it's like, what? It's like a fuck you tell. What is that? Like I don't, I'm It's intriguing, I'm right? Yeah. So Feudal actually has a Tumblr account, which was launched in July of 2014, where they document the locations of all of their free payphones. It also seems that they feature different art installations within some of their phone booths. For example, earlier this year in 2020, Feudal featured an audio project by an artist named Emily Fitzgerald and her partner Molly Sherman called People's Homes. Basically, you pick up the receiver of any Feudal phone and an operator reads you a directory. If you push the number three followed by the number one, you can listen to the audio art installation, which features interviews with different residents of Oregon where they discuss their homes. And I actually found a video of a guy in Portland going up to a feudal phone and playing some of the audio that shows the different options for you to dial. And it's very cryptic. So I want to send you this YouTube video. I'm going to put some of the audio in this episode for you guys to listen along with us. So I want you to click on this video that I just sent you. It's Friday, April 5th, 2019. I'm Brad Carter. And today's exciting telephone adventure takes place in Portland, Oregon. A few years ago, I learned about a company called Futel, which provides free payphones around the city of Portland. I'm not sure how many payphones they have around the city, but today we're gonna take a look at this one on Southeast Clinton Street and 13th Avenue. You tell to make a call, press one. For voice so we'll start with that. We're going to press one. And we'll do my favorite phone number. Individual rehabilitation program restores strength and improves functions of daily living. Our bounce back rehabilitation team helps you rehab, recover, and return home. Call 618-498-6441. Riverbender.com time is Friday. So there you go, free call. That's pretty cool. But you tell there are other options. Make a call, press one. For voicemail, press two. Free voicemail. For the directory, press three. For utilities, press four. For the Futel community, press five. Five. That must be a party line. services, press six. For the telecommunications network, press 7. For Longmont Potion Castle, press 8. Longmont Potion Castle. Press 0. I want to hear Longmont Potion Castle. Hello? Yeah, hello? Yeah, hello. Hi, sorry, yeah, my reception was messing up a little bit. Um, hi. Huh? Hey, how are you? Hey, pretty good. So what was going on? So uh, we press eight. Adult bookstore. 
It plays a random no, um, who are you trying to reach? Yeah, prank call by you call Longmont Potion Castle, which is pretty crazy. I don't think I've called your number. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, hello? Hello? Yeah. Sometimes a good one. Brian? Sometimes not so good, yeah, such as Brian. this time. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay, um, uh, what, position did, uh, what position did you apply for? Anyway, I'm bored with Longmont Potion Castle. Let's see what some of these other options are. You tell to make a call, press 1. For voicemail, press 2. For the directory, press 3. For the directory of what? For the mayor, press 1. I want to talk to the mayor. For the druid of Sisyphus Gardens, press 2. To apologize. Press three. I want to apologize. For a random... Hello. Please state your name after the tone, and Google Voice will try to connect you. You can stop listening to it if you want, if you get the idea. That was weird. So is it an art installation? It's kind of like, it kind of seems like an art installation to me. Right. Well, so let me, let me bring this back real quick. So why am I telling you about this? What does this have to do with the Willamette Valley Dream Survey, right? Well... On May 1st, 2019, an article was published in the Portland Community College newspaper, The Bridge, entitled, Feudal Phones, Free Calling for All is Reshaping the Vehicle for Reaching Out, written by Rory Elliott. Elliott describes his experience using a feudal phone. And here is an excerpt from that article. Quote, Each feudal phone sits in front of a house and is almost invisible to the unconcerned eye. The first feudal phone booth we approached was on 23rd and Taylor. We punch the buttons of this antiquated device with wonder, only to find that besides pressing one for free domestic calling, an entire world of bizarre and mystical interactivity lay beyond each key. Mm -hmm. Stunned, we explored all of the different ways we could travel the winding roads within the world of feudal. By dialing three for the directory, you are given the option to call the mayor, the druid of Sisyphus Gardens, the apology line, which is a voicemail confessional that began in New York in the 1980s, and the Willamette Valley Dream Survey. Because of this connection, some people think that the Dream Survey could be an audio art installation created by Feudal. However, opinion on this is split, with many Redditors pointing out that the flyers for the survey started popping up in 2015, and Feudal didn't have a speed dial button for the Willamette Valley Survey until 2019. And with mm. so many other options available to feudal phone users, such as calling the mayor of Portland, who's to say that feudal didn't just see the posters themselves and decide to add it to the directory for fun? Mm -hmm. In any case, the Willamette Valley Dream Survey phone number is still active today, and you can still call, listen to the voicemail message, and leave your dream at the tone. Intrigue around the Willamette Valley Dream Survey began to die down with the passing of time. Until... Five years exactly from the first sighting of the first Dream Survey flyer in Portland on April 30th of 2015, an eerily similar flyer began appearing in another state. On April 30th of 2020, so just a few months ago, a flyer was spotted in Utah. Natalia, I'm going to send you a copy of this flyer and I want you to read it out loud to our listeners. Okay, so it's another photo of... I don't know. It look it looks like it says it looks like a chain link fence with some sort of government sign that says like no fireworks. The fine is five hundred dollars. But then on top of that, it says 
and laminated one of those signs. Have you been having strange dreams? The Happy Valley Dream Survey is investigating a recent spike in bizarre, unexplainable dreams. If you've been experiencing an unusual dream activity, you can help by reporting a summary. Please contact either Happy Valley Dream Survey at mail.com or 725-333-9067 and leave a description of your dream. Where's Happy Valley? Is that a real place? Yes. So great question. So the first thing I want to point out about this flyer, you probably noticed it's written in the exact same font and style as the Willamette Valley Dream Survey. And in fact, the only words that have changed are the name of the survey and the contact information, right? So this flyer advertises the Happy Valley Dream Survey. And Happy Valley is the nickname of Utah County, the second most populous county in all of Utah, with over 500,000 residents, which for us in Los Angeles is very small. But in Utah, which is such a big spread out state, that's a lot of people. And these flyers start popping up all around Utah County advertising the Happy Valley Dream Survey. So as with the Willamette Valley Dream Survey, this flyer immediately got posted to Reddit. And this time it was posted to the subreddit r slash non-murder mysteries by a Reddit user named Aliens Did 9LL, which is like... <laughs> Aliens Did 9-11? Okay, yeah, I trust uh-huh. this person immediately. Right. Yes, I knew you would love that. Okay, so the post... So this guy posts a picture of the flyer and his post reads, saw this strange poster top this morning in Utah and looked up the survey name and poster with the same format bottom was put up around Oregon in 2015. Anyone know anything about this? The post shows a photo of the Happy Valley Dream Survey sign that I just showed you on the top and a photo of the 2015 Willamette Valley Dream Survey sign that I showed you earlier on the bottom. Yeah. A Reddit user by the name of One Regit responded to the post, writing, Okay, I decided to be the one to call it. It went straight to voicemail after only one ring with an automated voice saying, Please leave a description of your dream after the tone. I immediately hung up, and after doing so, I got a text message saying, Thank you for leaving a voicemail and participating in the Happy Valley Dream Survey. Great, now some weirdos have my number. Edit. I'm going to call again and leave a description of a weird dream and see if they call back. I should also add the number seems to be set up in Las Vegas. A bit weird considering OP is in Utah, but not too weird, I guess, since Vegas is two hours away from the nearest Utah city. Edit 2. Decided to record my call and upload it online. As mentioned in my call, it seems that there's noises that shouldn't be there when you leave a voice message. Edit 3. They called me back. Edit 4. My post has unfortunately been removed due to mod removal, but that's understandable due to my post having been posted somewhat hastily. I'll likely type out a longer post and post it on a different subreddit. So before we go into that, I want to play for you what it sounds like when you call the Happy Valley survey line. Leave a detailed description of your dream at the tone. Okay, and then when you hang up, you immediately get a text message. I don't know if you can see it, but it says, thank you for leaving a voicemail and participating in the Happy Valley Dream Survey. So this is a little bit different than the Willamette Valley Dream Survey. First of all, it sounds like an automated voice, right? Like a a speech, a text to speech voice. Yeah. It's, yeah, Yeah, it doesn't sound like someone's mom. Right. It's um, it's a British accent. It's not, yeah, someone's grandma from Oregon that's leaving this <laughs> message. 
And it also immediately sends you an automated text message when you hang up, thanking you for right. calling it, right? Okay. Yeah. So obviously this is very intriguing to Reddit and more Redditors begin calling the number. Every person who called the survey line immediately received that same text message upon hanging up. Some callers decided to respond to the automated text message. Most received no response, but a few did. Redditor Systems11 said that the first time he called, he received a text back that said, sorry, we aren't interested in dreams from your area. He called again, and this time he received a call back at 3 a.m. exactly. Several other users confirmed that they also received calls back at 3 a.m., but nobody was able to answer the call. All the users reported that whoever was calling them would only let the phone ring once before hanging up and nobody was able to get to the phone in time to answer it on the first ring. Reddit user OneRegit wrote a very lengthy post to r slash RBI, or Reddit Bureau of Investigation, which reads in part, So long story short, as I started leaving a message, there was suddenly a noise from the other end of the line which sounded like feedback or background noise. I've never heard that before while leaving a voice message, so I thought there might have been someone, or more plausibly, a machine, on the other end listening to my message. Not a nice idea to conceive. Nevertheless, I continued to talk and left a detailed description of a dream my friend had recently, because I don't dream. Immediately after I hung up, I received the same text message from my previous call. This confirms that the messages are automated. It should be noted that I placed my call about a little after noon, so I pretty much forgot about it by the end of my day. I've become a bit of an insomniac lately, so most nights I often stay up until about 3 a.m. watching Netflix, falling down rabbit holes on YouTube, the usual quarantine shit. When I finally decided to call it a night a little after 3 a.m., I was doing my nighttime routine. As I was browsing my phone during this time, I received a call from, quote, unknown name in, you guessed it, a Las Vegas area. For a few seconds, I just sat there in shock that this number set up by some weirdo at the other side of the country was calling me back during the witching hour. I was already a little bit out of it due to tiredness, but seeing that, but seeing that definitely got my heart beating. I immediately thought, do I record this? How do I do that when my computer is downstairs and calls only ring for a short time? Should I even answer? Just as I thought of the last question, my phone stopped ringing. The person, oddly, only called for about 10 seconds before hanging up. I guess the answer to my final question was no. Needless to say, I was very unnerved at that point. I didn't think it could be real and was hoping that maybe it was some other unknown number from Vegas. Nope. When I looked into it, it was the same number as the dream survey. If I had any doubts about this being legit, they were all thrown to the curb. I was so spooked at that point that I blocked the number after waiting several minutes for a voicemail that never came. I made a hasty post on r slash non-murder mysteries about my experience before, m before finally managing to get some sleep after being paranoid. I woke up and found my post was unfortunately removed. Some discussion and buzz about the call I received, however, had already occurred, as well as other people's experiences and advice. After the calls slash extra information from people slash collecting my thoughts, now, as for what I think, I really don't know who or what is behind these dream surveys, but I think I have a clue as to where they are slash will be located. Remember when I mentioned earlier Utah County is nicknamed Happy Valley? Well, there is also a town just outside of Portland called Happy Valley. 
I decided to Google what relevance the name Happy Valley has, and as it turns out, there are 11 other locales in America named or nicknamed Happy Valley besides the aforementioned places in Utah and Oregon. It seems strange that these flyers were spotted years apart in locations hundreds of miles apart, with the only similarity being their names. That made me wonder, does the culprit behind the dream survey plan on expanding into other areas called Happy Valley? There is a piece of evidence that may back up this claim. Other people have tried contacting whoever is running the dream survey after seeing my post. A couple of people chimed in saying they had called or emailed and would post results. None of them did, unfortunately, except for one. User Systems11 commented that she had called and, along with the automated message, received another message saying that she was not in the appropriate region for the survey in Kansas. This was backed up by the now-defunct Im imager links. Nevertheless, she still received a call. This may line up with my previous theory as there are no major places in Kansas named Happy Valley. In my state of Massachusetts, however, the Pioneer Valley area is nicknamed Happy Valley. Now that all of this is explained, I think the important questions are these. Who is responsible for the, plot, for the flyers? Is it one person or a network of people? Do they have ulterior motives? And why are they doing this? How, does, how exactly does one detect a spike in strange dreams? I would have said the recent phenomenon of people experiencing weird dreams due to widespread due to widespread stay-at-home orders would have been the culprit's reasoning for setting this up, but this survey was already happening years before COVID-19 was even a thing. As for a place to start, I really don't know. Googling the number led to nowhere, so maybe it's a number set up by a service like Google Voice. However, I think it'd be best to get in contact with the source firsthand by sending emails and making phone calls. I think if the person could get a call back from the one making dream survey calls, then answer just in time, that could be a surefire way to get answers. I haven't tried calling the Portland number, so I'm unsure of whether or not it is still in operation. I have no idea what all of this could be, but I have a feeling this isn't some sort of fake creepypasta stuff. Edit. Going to sleep for now. Another Reddit user and I are compiling links and brainstorming what exactly could be going on here. As of now, though, we believe two theories about this can be debunked. The first theory is that all of this has been done for a writer who has writer's block. User Systems11 received a text saying surveys were not being accepted from his location. So why would an idea-starved writer do that? The second theory originally floated around when this was only reported in Portland was that this is all a marketing stunt for Radiohead. But the widespread instances kind of debunk this. We have found that the organ number is registered in various feudal payphones record directories, however. We've also decided to use throwaway emails and contact the Dream Survey email, say we're from the Provo area, and then see what happens. If anyone else is willing to call the numbers or send an email, it would be much appreciated. We'd like to see just where these survey calls will be accepted from. Edit 2. Some people have picked up a lead from this survey that may be associated with a Dream Hotline event put on annually by an online school called the School of Metaphysics. I had my suspicions about this theory, but I personally got in touch with the school's area director, Christine Spretnijak, and she confirmed that they have no involvement in this. Edit 3. Just had a Discord call with my fellow investigator, and we found some info about Feudal directly, <laughs> directly from the founder himself, Carl Anderson, that may lead us away from the possibility they have a stake in this. I'll likely put it in an update post, though. Edit 4. User AliensDid9LL got in touch with me, telling me that she's seen more flyers in her Utah hometown. She said, hey, just wanted to reach out after seeing you talk about my post. I found another poster in my town. I was very spooked when I saw it. They had placed it in the middle of an art installation in the local mall. 
It felt very ominous since no one else was around and honestly made me feel like I was being followed. But I took the poster and I have it with me now. Someone is putting these all over the place and there's now physical proof in someone's hands. Edit 5. A friend managed to call the Willamette Valley Dream Survey and their line is still in service. Edit 6. Huge, huge update. It's now 4.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on May 6th and two people have just received calls from the Vegas number. I unblocked the number earlier yesterday around noon and left another voicemail saying I seem to have missed a call from the Dream Survey and for them to call me back. However, I still have not received a call back nor an email response. However, user H-R-E-E-V-E-S official who called both the Willamette and Happy Valley numbers with an anonymous number service got a call back. Unfortunately, he didn't answer it in time, and much like me, the caller only rang for not even five seconds. As I was messaging with him, user Systems11, the lady from Kansas who previously received a call from the survey, also received a call at approximately 4.15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. She did not see the notification in time as she was away from her phone, but the call log is there. They called. What the fuck? It seems the caller is only active between 12.15 and 1.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Edit 7. Another unnerving update. I spoke too soon. As I was messaging, someone who received a call got a text from the number at 4.36 a.m. saying, I'm sorry, my responses are limited. You must ask the right questions. This is clearly in response to my message earlier, asking them to return my call. What the fuck? I sent a text message back asking who they are because clearly the number's messaging service is not entirely automated. They're active right now, ladies and gents. Watch out. Edit 8. I received a text back from them. What? So everyone's supposed to sleep every single night now? You realize that nighttime makes up half of all time. That was their response to me. I've since blocked the number, mostly because I'm kind of creeped out at the responses and don't want this to go too far. User H. Reeves Official is also using the TextNow service to message with the caller and receiving a text with threatening undertones. Edit 9. We are currently trying to get a rise out of the caller to get any information. As user Maria Heem commented, both numbers are non-fixed voice over IPs, so likely a Google Voice number. The Portland one is even registered under the name Dream Survey and not an individual's name. The other is much newer and doesn't have the information available yet. This seems to line up with the fact that the caller may be spoofing their location as well. According to a text log, the Dream Survey person claims that it's almost 5 p.m., putting them in UTC plus 8 time zone somewhere in Beijing, Singapore, or Taiwan. However, there's no way someone is hopping over on a plane across the Pacific to put these flyers up, so clearly they're spoofing their number or just being a troll. The likely theory after these incidents is that we're dealing with someone who is mentally ill. Edit 10. Well, there's a piece of info that's making me take this a little bit less seriously. It seems the texts that me and others received are quotes from movies or TV shows. For example, the first text I received back from the survey number was a quote from iRobot, while the second text was a line from Rick and Morty. Additionally, one of the people investigating this with me received messages that parroted his words. I'm beginning to think that maybe this is some elaborate years-long art project, but why do this all across several states in an unconventional way? User The Astral Operator wrote, I'm sorry, my responses are limited, you must ask the right questions, is a quote from iRobot. This was from the man who created the robots in the show and died at the start of the film, but was speaking through a set of messages he had made in the event of his death. What could this mean? Is someone messing around or is someone dead? Edit 11. 
Well, me and several others are on a Discord server and have been trying to unravel all of this, and we've found many new pieces of info. I'll likely make another lengthy update post later, but this is getting really weird. Okay, so that was a super long post by this person. And obviously, like, if nothing else, we can tell that this person has fallen all the way down the rabbit hole, right? Like, they are yeah, taking they the bait. Sounded, they sounded very much like, let's get haunted. <laughs> right? Exactly. Okay. Now, so at the very least, they're, like, looking into this super fucking hardcore, right? Now, this is where it gets spooky. The Redditors most actively involved in researching this phone number are one Regit, who's the guy that made that super long post I read to you, and yeah. Aliens, Di Aliens Did 9LL, right? Like, you've heard both right. of those names several times. So both of these people, after that last edit where they say, oh, we found some stuff out and we're going to post a really long post about it, both of these people deleted their Reddit accounts at the same exact time and deleted all of the information that they had put in these posts because they were linking to like imager posts and YouTube clips of themselves calling and different screenshots of their of like the text messages they were receiving. They deleted their imager accounts, their YouTube accounts, and they deleted their Reddit accounts at the exact same time. Why? That's the question. So other Redditors who were posting their experience as their experiences on the thread were linking images of the text messages and phone calls and timestamps on Imgur and YouTube. Nearly all of these Imgur posts and YouTube videos were also deleted. I was able to find a couple of screenshots, but not much else. I'll post what I was able to find to the Instagram photo dump for this episode, Natalia, and I can send you yeah. some copies of the text messages that I was able to find. But like I said, everyone is texting this number some are getting responses back. Some are getting phone calls. Not a single person was able to answer the phone in time because the caller hung up so quickly. So that's a dead end. So the only thing we can really focus on is the text messages. So like I said, some people got responses back. The response back was almost always either, we are not interested in dreams from your region, or you must ask the right question. People who got the you must ask the right question response started asking questions, obviously, in order to see if they could elicit a response. According to a post on Reddit, user Caitlin2468, like many others, had also tried to contact this dream survey, and she had gotten back a text response saying, sorry, my responses are limited. You must ask the right questions. So to check what kind of questions would trigger a response, she asked a random slew of questions. And surprisingly, she got a question right and received a response. So I'm going to send you pictures of these text messages and I want okay. you to read them out loud. I wonder if it only calls back at that time because that's when people are dreaming. Oh, so it wants you to like wake up and remember. Oh, that's that's interesting. Okay, so I just sent you a picture. So all right. I sent you a couple of things all in a row, but um, go to the very first thing I just sent you. Okay, I see it says, I'm sorry, my responses are limited. You must ask the right questions. And this is at 3.04 a.m. Person says, one, two, three. And then they said, are you from the future? Do I dream of you? Who are you? Can I join? Is there a problem with the three laws? Why would you kill yourself? Am I free? Who? What is nonchalance? Nonchalance. Is that... Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> what is nonchalance? Is that all? Am I the algorithm? Are you the algorithm? Are you a dark horse? What is this? What is our mission? Oh, my God. And then it said something back. Yes. That is the right question, it said. And then it said in parentheses, nine, 
and then the letter G O E with the little apostrophe above it, H, and then five, and then J I with an apostrophe above it, and then T close parentheses. So then, so yes, yeah, so this is the first person to get a response back to allegedly ask the right question. Then someone else is at the same time, so unbeknownst to each other, someone else at the same time is trying to get the right, like ask the right question. And so this person, right. I just sent you what he said. If you yeah. They said, what is the right question? And then they said, the number says that is the right question. And then again, nine go at five jit or whatever that means. I don't know. Exactly. Okay. So this is an important clue because the only two people to have allegedly asked the right question, first of all, they asked different questions, right? So that's right. weird. Second of all, they both got the same answer though. So the answer is that is the right question. Nine go a five jit. Now, people start on Reddit, start like going ham, trying to figure out like, what could this possibly mean? This nine go away, five jeet. And allegedly it translates to the 5th of September, 2020. And some people say that it's a dialect um, in Chinese, like um, a different dialect found in China that translate to this. And other people say it's Haitian Creole. I tried using Google Translate and I couldn't get it to translate, but I also wasn't able to put the proper accent marks over it because it's not like Spanish accent marks. These are like different accent marks and I didn't know how to like type that into Google Translate. So mm -hmm. maybe that's why I couldn't get it to translate. But a lot of people on Reddit say that they got it to translate to the 5th of September, 2020. Now, let me take you to the next part of this internet mystery. An author by the name of Brian posted on the website colespeaker.com where he summarized the Reddit dream survey mystery and took it a step further by pointing out an odd connection. Brian writes, going back to Reddit, users aliens did 9LL and one regit were both highly active on the website trying to ascertain the information about the Happy Valley dream survey. They were in deep. One regit even said he was uneasy and worried about what he had gotten himself into. He said that he had found out some new information and was going to post it soon. But before he could, both users vanished from Reddit without a trace in May. Not only their posts and initial information, but also their YouTube videos of their calls to the Happy Valley Dream Survey and their imager links to their text messages. A YouTuber by the name of Nick Crowley posted a YouTube video entitled The Happy Valley Dream Survey, where he talks about this mysterious disappearance of one region and aliens did 9LL. And I sent you that YouTube link. If you can click on it and go to 12 minutes, and you're just going to watch from 12 minutes to 13 minutes and 30 seconds. I woke up the next day to discover that both of these users had disappeared from Reddit, not just in the sense that they were unactive, but their actual accounts had been deleted. Along with this, the video that one regit had posted that showed his phone call with the dream survey was gone too. So now the question is, what happened to them? Well, it's possible that these two ventured too deep within this rabbit hole and they found out the truth behind this incredibly secretive survey and they discovered something that they weren't supposed to see. Maybe they panicked and they deleted their accounts in a desperate attempt to distance themselves from the situation. Maybe what they found really was that bad. 
After their disappearance, multiple posts were made questioning their whereabouts from people who were genuinely invested in this mystery and also for those who were just worried about the two. But the people who made these posts were met with threatening messages from anonymous users. Some of these threats were, trust me about the dream studies, don't look into it any further. One regit in Aliens Did 9LL deleted their accounts on purpose. This is not a marketing scam, it goes deeper than you think. And, this is not a marketing scam, don't make the same mistakes I did. What? Okay, I stopped. Okay, so what's interesting about that is apparently after these guys say, oh, we're going to post this big update, we figured some shit out, and then they go completely dark. They delete everything. So it causes a lot of drama on Reddit because these people have been following this thread for years because this started in 2015 and they're trying to figure out like what is going on. And apparently some anonymous Reddit accounts started popping up harassing Redditors that were asking questions like saying for example like uh, something bad's gonna happen to you if you keep looking into this or you better stop or you don't know what you're getting yourself into um, and so Brian continues in his article and he says the vanishing act of both users created an online drama on Reddit in the aftermath and there's a weird connection to a new conspiracy about the 5th of September let's explain the responses that different Reddit users got back from the dream survey line say 9 goe 5 jeet 9 goe mm -hmm. translates to Creole Ayis Yen as Septonym in French, and that translates to September in English. A now famous group on Reddit, a group, or some call a cult, believe an apocalyptic event will occur on September 5th, 2020. The group believes that dreams will help avert a disaster or at least help you find a safe place during the end of the world. This September 5th idea began around six months ago on Reddit, but prior to that, a video appeared on YouTube on November 9th, 2016. And I'm going to play that video that they link, that Brian links in his article on Cole Speaker. I've been through the fire of the enemy boat. I've battled with sword Wait, and from? with So this is from the doomsday cult that Even believes that the 5th of September is the end of the world. The pain of the right, conflict. but like they produced this song or like what what do you no, mean so that's the thing everything is so cryptic about this doomsday cult so this is just something that is associated with them they have a youtube channel called september 5th 2020 and the title of this video is 2020 matter and there's no description for it there are only 50 comments and the comments read for example the time is almost upon us show yourself again september the seers have fallen and so all of the comments on there are basically saying variations of that. And they have their own subreddit, which is r slash 5 September. So Brian continues. He writes, the original poster on the Reddit thread warns, the day will be exactly 24 hours. Usually it's a tiny bit less than 24 exact hours. Electric devices will no longer work. People will begin disappearing. He claims to have seen a Dreams of a man in blue flames who told him about the end of the world. He talks in codes and tells tales about a mysterious organization. 
Reddit user Soaring Moon posted to the September 5th subreddit saying, It seems to be that people see a date here and shrug this off as a doomsday prophecy. Here's what I have broken it down to be. Try to read through this and understand before responding. A person appears to have had some prophetic dreams about the 5th of September. The person then shared those dreams with some people who coincidentally had the exact same dreams about the same day. They formed a community. This is that community. Some technical people in the community decided to open up a phone line to get people unrelated to their community to anonymously submit dreams to them so that they didn't influence who was calling in, just in case there were other people out there that had seen the same dream. When they were not, they were invited to the subreddit anyway to build the community. So so it's like kind of written poorly, but basically this person is saying that the 5th of September cult that runs this subreddit are the people that put up the Happy Valley Dream Survey and the Willamette Valley Dream Survey signs because their cult believes okay. that the 5th of September is the end of the world and anyone who has had the same dream are part of this special group that have received this prophecy and know the secret to surviving. So what is what's so the person what's the secret? Right. So the person continues saying a rabbit hole YouTuber by the name of Nexpro made a video about the mystery surrounding the subreddit. This is not a doomsday prophecy. Rather, they believe that the 5th of September will have a significant number of bad events. You you know what they mean. They mean a st- statistically significant increase in the frequency of bad events or an increase in the magnitude of bad events. Brian's article continues. Back to dreams, those interesting strange dreams, and back to those weird dream surveys from 2015 and now the Happy Valley Survey of 2020, the year of our pandemic. Join me, dive headfirst into the rabbit hole of high strangeness, and wake me up when September ends. So I was looking into what are these dreams that this doomsday cult believes in, and they believe in something called the man in blue flames. And it is essentially that every single person who is on this subreddit, part of this doomsday cult, in real life and online, believes or claims that they have had a dream that they see a man in blue flames beckoning them towards him. And that this man tells them the 5th of September is going to be the end times. What? Yes. There's a man there's a man on fire who says the 5th of September is going to be the end of time. Right. But he doesn't necessarily mean the end of the world. He could just mean that a bunch of horrible apocalyptic events are going to happen all in a row on the 5th of September. Now, what's crazy is the 5th of September is this week. So, if this is true, that we're going to find out like in real time. So let me hold on. There's a lot of things that happen. <laughs> Basically, what you're telling me is that there's a lot of people having weird dreams recently because of the pandemic. And also, there happens to be the this like weird futel phone thing happening, which no one's really sure if it's real or fake or it's an art installation. And it's also might be German people we don't know and then there's also this weird Happy Valley or Wetomka or whatever it was called dream survey and going on and like there's like a weird obsession with dreams and the reason why is there's like this weird obsession with dreams 
is because there is a coming apocalypse September 5th and anyone who has dreamed about this guy that's on blue fire will have the secret to surviving this apocalypse and they have a subreddit there to help people connect with each other and anyone who like looks into this too much gets deleted yes that's what i'm telling you so basically this is an internet mystery that started in 2015 with strange flyers popping up in portland people start calling this number but nobody gets any response back right then in 2020 this year the same flyer Uh but just with a different name and different phone number start popping up in utah Uh and this time when people call it's like a more advanced call service because you can get an automated text message and you can even interact with whoever is behind it and people start getting weird phone calls at weird hours of the morning during the witching hour but it only will ring like one time and then hangs up so nobody actually has a chance to answer and see who's on the other line Then these two users are getting like really fucking deep into this and they say that they have found out some information that's going to be like groundbreaking and that they're going to post something about it later. But then they get completely deleted. And then... Well... And then... So are you telling me that the username AliensCause9LL is available? Um, I don't know if Reddit will let you pick it up if it's already been used in the past. It might be like Twitter where if someone deletes the name, you can't just pick it up. But you could try. And so I want to <laughs> talk to you about some theories, right? All of the theories. Let's just like sum up all of the theories. So dreams have always been mystical, right? Like you talked about that at the beginning. Right. Like people have always placed really like significance on dreams and especially nightmares and weird dreams people talk about symbolism like what does this mean there's books about like what does your dream mean so some something we briefly talked about in the mind matter randonautica episode a couple weeks ago is that dreams have historically sometimes served as premonitions to terrible world events Mm -hmm. for example many people reported having nightmares before the september 11th terrorist attacks And even in your Mothman episode you did last year, you talked about that bridge collapsing and how people had had these nightmares right before that event happened, almost like a a premonition. And there's a technical term for this. It's called precognitive dreams. On psychologytoday.com, Dr. Patrick McNamara, associate professor of neurology at Boston University that we quoted at the beginning of this episode, writes about precognitions in an article entitled On the Reality of Precognitive Dreams. The article reads... Mm -hmm. For me, the experimental and scientific case for the reality of precognitive dreams, dreams that contain images of the future, is now settled. They do, in fact, occur. In fact, they appear to occur frequently, not rarely. Developments Mm. in philosophy and physics may help us to begin to understand these dreams. The dreams are telling Mm. us that the future is real. It is not just a possibility. Mm. That does not mean that the future is predetermined. It may consist of an array of possibilities, with one becoming real when a choice is made. In any case, we have to conceive of ourselves in terms of philosophical tool called temporal parts. Just as we have spatial parts, we also have temporal parts. Our bodies, ourselves, must be thought of as literally projecting into at least a four-dimensional space-time reality, three spatial dimensions and one time dimension. We are space-time worms. Parts of us are in the future, and so we literally perceive that future. Our daytime egos generally suppress those perceptions so that we can function in our daily lives. In dreams, however, some of those future experiences come through. To the extent that the dream ego is residual of the daytime ego, it finds these images from the future as vaguely familiar but bizarre nonetheless. Mm. 
I heard 4D, and this just proves everything <laughs> from the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> right. So could these dream surveys be looking... This is my question for you. Could these dream surveys, this is the first theory, be looking into possible precognitions? What clues could the locations being studied revealed? Is some disaster going to happen in Portland or in Utah County? Is something going to happen on September 5th? That's coming up super soon. And in the Doomsday subreddit, yeah. the users claim that this sort of like rapture, if you will, will happen either this year on September 5th or on September 5th, 2024. So that's the first theory that these are, this study is started by perhaps a doomsday cult or perhaps a group of scientists that's looking into precognitive dreams and that maybe that's why they're only interested in looking at dreams from people that call in with a certain area code. And another theory is, could this be an ARG or an alternate reality game? And an alternate reality game is an interactive network narrative that uses the real world as a platform and employs transmedia storytelling to deliver a story that may be altered by players' ideas or actions. The form is defined by intense player involvement with a story that takes place in real time and evolves according to players' responses. Subsequently, it is shaped by characters that are actively controlled by the game's designers as opposed to being controlled by an algorithm as in a computer or console video game. Players interact directly with characters in the game, solve plot-based challenges and puzzles, and collaborate as a community to analyze the story and coordinate real-life online activities. ARGs generally use multimedia, such as telephones, email, and mail, but rely on the internet as the central binding medium. So it would basically be like, have you ever done like a murder mystery dinner? Yeah, like this is like LARPing. Yeah, it's like LARPing, but the outcome changes it, yeah, it's it's like Dungeons and Dragons, right? But because the outcome changes yeah. based on like what you discover in real life because you're playing the game in real life. Well, that's really haunted to me that like somebody has taken it upon themselves to create this. I mean, if that is what we believe to create this sort of game where they just play with everyone's life. That's like, like that weird dude that hid all the treasure and it's like, yes, everyone yeah. seek my gold. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Die on your way to find my gold. Exactly. OK. Yeah. So that's theory number two. Theory number three is some people think that this is just clever marketing for something. But the counter to that is like, well, this is a r- no, it's shitty marketing. Yeah. And also marketing. and also this has been going on for five years. Like, how long do you need to market yeah. something before you just launch? it you know what i mean right they're marketing a free reddit subreddit like, yeah exactly and then yeah. okay so that's theory number three theory number four is could feudal be behind it um we know that they have payphones in portland but what about utah and so i was googling and i couldn't find any utah payphones listed on their tumblr account but i did see an article about how they're installing their first payphone in detroit so it's possible that they are expanding and the only connection to feudal i could find um, in Utah was a random post on a website called github.com where a user posted a phone number for what he says is a futile installation at a Utah rest stop. But this is timestamped 2018 and these posters didn't pop up until 2020. And I tried calling the phone number just to see if someone would answer and I could be like, hey, is this a futile payphone? But nobody answered. Um, and then the next theory is, are the Reddit users who deleted their accounts behind this? Could it be a hoax? It, um, the next theory is, is it a doomsday cult related to the September 5th subreddit? 
And I also want to tell you something interesting because I've called this number in front of you before, right? Like I just called it right now. Right. Well, I had called it previously and I got the same automated text back and I was texting repeatedly for like weeks trying to ask for an answer back. I never got an answer back via text message. However, I did get a call back and they called me back at 7 a.m. It rang once and I couldn't answer it in time. It was the exact same situation as everybody else. So I know that someone is still on the other line because they called me back. I just couldn't answer in time. Do you, you've obviously like, we all know right like you yeah. you know what okay and got a response back via text message from the stream survey and they texted him back something that no one else on reddit has ever reported being texted what is it and it said for more information please call either of the following numbers and receive further instruction now these numbers there are three phone numbers are connected to a company. If you Google them, it shows up on like yellow pages as being connected to a company called DVO Enterprises, which is a tech company. And all they did, Natalia, the only thing I can find about them is that they made a recipe organizer app. And I asked him to send me screenshots. He hasn't done it yet. Um, Hopefully he will. And I'll put those on the Instagram account. But here's the website for DVO Enterprises. Tell me what you think about this. If you want to go to www.dvo.com. It says cooking, simply, yeah, cooking, a transformational cooking experience. And then there's just a bunch of recipes and it tells you how to create a cooking account, create a cooking cloud account, get the cooking app, discover new recipes and transform your cooking experience. Right. So like, what does this have to do with anything? If you click on it, they're located in Utah and it's run by like a Mormon family. So it's like a very wholesome, like, I don't know if... Wait a second. They have a 200% guarantee. What is this? <laughs> the cooking 200% guarantee means you can't lose. If you're not completely satisfied with the quality of your cooking software, I will refund your purchase. In fact, I will go one step further and buy you the recipe software product of your choice. So order today and join the cooking family. Who? What? what right okay so what is like this very wholesome innocuous what does cooking have to do with this what is happening september 5th what are they trying to tell us right so yeah why does this dream survey why did it respond sending phone numbers that are apparently associated with dvo enterprises unless maybe dvo and yellow pages like they just never updated showing that their number changed and so like it's still showing up online as being associated with this but he never called the numbers because there are three of them and he was just like what's the point like i'm not gonna call like this is fucking weird and i don't want to be haunted basically so but i thought what if we call live on air right now i have never called any of these numbers and just like see what happens oh wow okay i'm really excited yeah let's do it okay so the first one is 801-492-1290 i would be so scared if i got this cooking app and i didn't like it to call them back if if it's just one person that like made this whole that's their entire business and be like hey so can you buy me some different like can you refund my cooking app 
that I bought and then buy me a different cooking app and it's just like this old lady making pies and she's like you don't like my recipes right or alternately it's the man in blue flames masquerading as an old lady <laughs> cooking app and he just like eats your soul and steals your dreams <laughs> okay so yeah, either way yeah, is bad it's bad so I'm gonna call the first number so there's three numbers so I don't know some of them might be dead ends let's see what happens we're all excited what are you going to say to them? I'm just going to say, do you know anything about the Happy Valley Dream Survey? We're sorry. You've reached a number that has been disconnected or is no longer in service. If you feel you have reached this recording in error, please check the number and try your call again. First number is dead. Let's call Fail. the second number. <gasps> okay, you have to say your name is Allie and you're with Let's Get Google subscriber you have called is not available. Please leave a message after the tone. Leave a message. Hi, do you know anything about the Happy Valley Dream Survey? If you do, could you please give me a call back? Okay, let's try the last one. I thought you were going to say, hi, my name is Allie and I'm calling with Let's Get, get haunted. haunted. And I'd love to know, like, are you haunted? Tell me. <laughs> okay, here's Buy the, some merch. Right. Okay, here's the last number. It's 888-462-6656. Let's see what happens. Thank you for calling. Are you or someone in your household 50 years or older? Press 1 for yes, 2 for no. What the fuck? Press 1. Press 1. 1 for yes, 2 for Thank you for calling the Medical Alert Center. This is Jessica on a recorded line. Can you hear me okay? Yes, can you hear me? Great. So uh, with our promotion today, you actually have the opportunity to receive a free medical alert device. So congratulations. Um, you know, it's that little button you wear around your neck that you press in case of an emergency or um, even a fall. Now, when you're participating in our monitoring program, um, you actually can get your medical alert absolutely free. So uh, oftentimes it's really expensive to buy a device like this. So um, we make it really simple for you. We pay for the entire unit itself and then ship it right to your house for free. And then, um, of course, we guarantee you 100 100% peace of mind, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So uh, let's what go ahead and get you some more info on it, okay? With this? Hi, I actually have a question for you. Do you know anything about the Happy Valley Dream Survey? I totally understand, um, but honestly, anyone can fall and get hurt, even the healthiest of people, so uh, it's really important to have a way to call for help in case of an emergency, so let's at least get you some more <laughs> Wait, info. Wait, what? Okay. Do you know anything about the Willamette Valley Dream Survey? I'm sorry, you've reached the Medical Alert Center. Um, unfortunately, we're unable to assist you any further, but uh, just for calling in today, you have the opportunity to receive a special gift. So um, just please stay on the line while I transfer your call. What? Just for calling today, you have qualified to receive free roadside assistance. Your free roadside assistance entitled you to free towing, three oil changes throughout the year, and much more. You get all of these roadside what is happening right absolutely now? free. And you can also save a guaranteed 50% on all of your what? car repairs when you participate in our Ambassador Auto Savings Program. To hear how you can qualify for our free roadside Are you telling me this whole Dream Valley thing is just for... All of your auto repair expenses. Press one This now. company? Okay. This is yeah. the marketing? I don't know. That's the thing is it's so weird and convoluted. Wait, it said press one now. 
Uh, it said press one if I wanted to sign up for roadside assistance. I, like maybe there's like a series of buttons you can push and it'll like take you to a cult and this is like all the front or like, I don't know. But that was really weird. Well, I did not expect saying, that. I completely understand. I don't know. That's what like, is it just an automated voice that answered and I didn't say the right thing? Yeah, no, that was a real girl. That was like a girl real. Like I feel like call it again and this time be like, hey, I'm just confused because... Um, someone told me to call this number in response to the Happy Valley Dream Survey, and so I'm just like wondering if you know anything about that okay. or what this is Le- for. This is strange. Okay, let me try one more time. Because that was definitely just like a 23 year old girl who was working that job, and she was like, um, actually, it's um, like you should probably buy this product, um, because I don't know if you knew this or not, because like um, people fall down. <laughs> like- <laughs> It hung up on me. It said, you have called a number that is not available from your calling area. And then it hung up on me. That's the same number I had just called. Do they block us? Should I try? I don't want your phone to get like stolen or your dreams to get eaten. I don't know. I'm calling from a voiceover ID. Wait, okay. So remember how I said- Medical alert. What was it called? It was It's DVO.com. It's 888 888- Four six two six six five six eight 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 four six two six six five six 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 five six. It just says something cooking. Yeah, that's What's the DVO, cooking? the DVO Enterprises, the website I had you look at. That was the cooking app from the Mormon family. Wait, sorry. This says, mm, what do I? Sorry, it's a website called somethingawful.com slash email pranks slash email spam what? And it says. Mm, what do I love to do more than cook? Well, I can name about a thousand other things, including, quote, piercing my nipples with a sewing kit what? and watching a Poly Shore film festival. But hey, I get spam mail and I have an uncontrollable urge to spam them back. So sue me. This is from sales at DVO.com. Subject ADV. What's cooking good looking? And then it says, wouldn't it be neat to computerize 50 of the best cookbooks? It would be a lot of typing, but imagine having all of those delicious recipes at your fingertips. You could email them to friends, adjust serving sizes, and combine them to make menus and shopping lists. I thought it would be really neat. That's why I created Cookin, www.dvo.com. I wasn't alone either. Cookin 99 has now become the number one best-selling cooking title on the market. It is helping thousands of people prepare delicious meals in minutes, take control of their recipe collection, satisfy dietary needs, and simplify grocery shopping. Now you can order Cookin' Direct for only $24.95. All orders received before March 5th pay no shipping and handling. Get Cookin' right from our website, dvo.com, or called 1-88-462-6656. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Sincerely, Daniel V. Oaks Jr., President. What? What? So this, what? I don't, this is very confusing to me. And also, so you remember how I said, I guess these are email pranks. Cause then the next person says, Hey, Daniel, that's a great idea you have about collecting all the various recipes and putting them into one easy to read CD-ROM guide. I enjoy cooking when I have time, but for various reasons, my cookbooks are just, pardon my French, going to heck. My son grabs a page from a cookbook when he needs to quickly write down some girl's phone number. 
My husband lost an entire cookbook once while he was working on the septic tank out back and needed some extra leverage to clean out the pipes. And I once came back from the market and found a cookbook tore to shreds by my silly pet ferrets. Sunshine, Candy Boy, Pretty Boy, Gloria, Slinky, Jasmine, Goldie, and O.C. Nope. So I believe that a CD-ROM of recipes would be a lot more difficult to lose or become misplaced. I'm also writing this letter to give you another idea for a potential cookbook. Sometimes when I'm almost all out of food, I try mixing and matching recipes to accommodate what ingredients I do have. A lot of these experiments come out pretty well. Some of the best recipes I've created are broiled ham with olives, spaghetti and jam yellow pudding pickles and cured beef mayonnaise eggs cream of mustard soup if you'd like i could send these recipes to you maybe you could create an online cookbook filled with our user submissions that's weird so basically this website i don't know it's just weird that that website came up i don't get it and i don't understand is this all a prank like what is this and then you remember how i said that that number called me at like seven in the morning and i couldn't answer it in time yeah okay so if i call it back with my google voiceover id now it says this the number you have dialed is being investigated for unlawful use or other fraudulent activity Wait, what number was that? Investigated for unlawful use or other fraudulent activity. What phone number? The call will now disconnect. Have you? What phone number is that? That was the phone number that called me at 7 a.m. It rang once, and then I tried to pick up, and it had already hung up. It's the same thing that like all the people on Reddit are saying, like, oh, I got this call from this number after I texted the Happy Valley Dreamline. So. Have you ever heard a message Is like that before? It's just a bunch of little kids. <laughs> but have you have you ever have, have you ever heard a message no. like that before? That's so cryptic and That's weird. That's super fake. That seems super fake. There's like no way that the federal government would be like, "Hey, by the way, we're investigating this number for illegal activity." They would just do it. So, to me, it's just more part of this, like, breadcrumb trail of whatever this thing is trying to lead us. And, like, to me, that's kind of, like, what this is. That's where the real mystery is, is, like, why? Why do they want us to figure out what this thing is? And also, why has this been been going on for over five years in two different states? Like, this person has to have access (laughs) to, like, travel. They have to have access to, like, know how to set up voiceover ip numbers (laughs) like i don't they have to be able to understand how to set up automated text messages they have to be able to understand who is that girl are we just not going to talk about that girl that was like when you were like do you know what the happy valley dream survey is and she was like i completely understand (laughs) (laughs) she was so like did she know was she waiting for us to ask the right question that's oh shit i wonder well now when i call back i can't call it back so i wonder if i was supposed to like I, I don't know, say like, yeah, say the right question. And so let me tell you the last part of this thing, because okay. then I felt uh, clearly I fell down the rabbit hole with this. Right. Like I started yeah. off being like, this is an interesting Internet mystery. Like, yeah, it's interesting. Like, why would this person put up signs in two different states, in two different cities, like talking about dream surveys, like recent spike in weird dreams? And then yeah. I fell all the way fucking down the rabbit hole. So you remember how I said that the main people who were investigating this year on Reddit, they deleted all their accounts and stuff? Yeah. So one of the users that I mentioned was Systems11. Do you remember me saying that name a couple times? 
Yeah. Okay. So this person is the only person that didn't delete their account. So I reached out to them and I said, hello there. My name is Allie and I have a podcast called Let's Get Haunted. You can find me, <laughs> you can find me at the AL Terry on Instagram or at Let's Get Haunted if you need proof of who I am. I saw your post on r slash non-murder mysteries about the Happy Valley Dream Survey. You said you had gotten some text messages and a call back from them saying that they weren't interested in dreams from your region. I see that you linked to an imager account, but that was deleted. Would you be able to DM me screenshots of your interaction with the survey? Thank you for your time. And then this person messaged me back and said, check your DM. So I checked my DM and they said to me, hello, I'm trying to figure out how to send you the pictures. I only have two. I believe Imager had taken them down because the screenshots showed a phone number, but honestly, I'm not totally sure about that. Oh, this is the Imager link. Please let me know if you can see it. I eventually had to block the number as it just kept calling me at 3 a.m. and scaring the bejesus out of me. I could never answer because they would hang up too soon. It's unfortunate because there was a guy that had done this incredible write-up about the chronological order of things that happened to different users, but he freaked out and deleted everything and his account. I remember the write-up stating that they had gotten some odd messages back and made the hair on the back of my neck stand up when I was reading it. I was invited to join a Discord server with them, but I never did. The account that... The account that got deleted by Reddit is the one that had sent me the invite. I was actually just digging for that. I wish you could get a hold of that guy. He seemed to have quite a bit of information before he went dark. Well, did you get the photos? Yeah, so I got the photos and it's I'll post them to the Instagram. It's just them receiving a text message back saying like, hey, we're not interested in dreams from your area. And then there's um, a like a picture, a screenshot of a missed call around 3 a.m. from the number. And I uh -huh. compiled like as many screenshots of text messages that I could of people that interacted with this whoever, whoever is on the other end of this line. And so I'll send you, I'll send you a couple and then that'll, um, then I just want to hear like your thoughts. Like this to me is like very is super weird. interesting. Yeah. I don't understand. It's so weird. I don't, I just don't, well, I don't know. Part of me is like, is this, you know, like, is this what exactly what they wanted us to do? Like, there's so many Reddit type things where they, you know, are putting you through this like weird little game. I don't know. Okay. I'm looking at the photo. It says, it says what? You're too stupid to read now. And then someone said it's 4, 4, 56 PM. And then someone said time is not linear. And it said, what, you're too stupid to read now? It's 4.56 p.m. Thank you for participating in the Happy Valley Dream Survey, Happy Face. And then they said, thank you for finally shutting the hell up. You shouldn't call people across the world at an opposite time, you fucked hard. <laughs> and then this one says, thank you for leaving a voicemail and participating in the Happy Valley Dream Survey. And then they said, who is this? Why are you collecting dreams? And they said, sorry, we're only interested in dreams from specific regions, but thank you for your interest in the Happy Valley Dream Survey. And then this one says, time is, or my responses are limited. You must ask the right questions. And they said, who are you? Why are you calling in the middle of the night? And no response. And no response. Yeah. So what that's so funny that that person goes thank you for finally shutting the hell up 
<laughs> but it's so it's so weird. It's that's what makes it unsettling because it's like people called and left voicemails with their dreams, which is what the person who put up the signs was asking for. But then the person on the other end of the line started harassing some people, basically like calling them at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. repeatedly, like sending weird text messages that like make no sense, at saying you have to ask the right question if you want the right answer. It's and then the people who allegedly answered correctly all the person said back was september 5th 2020 Mm. so i don't know natalia what are your thoughts on this one because to me the thing that makes it like not a shit post is the fact that it was associated with these feudal phones which is like someone who a company that's putting up free pay phones all over the u.s essentially so like that's a company that has funding that has backing it's not just like little kids on the internet right and then they allowed you to call the willamette valley dream survey from their phone it was like a phone directory that you listen to that has like press one to call the mayor press two to call the druid of syphilis mm-hmm. or whatever <laughs> like press three <laughs> the druid of syphilis right press three if you want to call the willamette valley survey dream survey so it's just interesting like that i don't know this thing is making me mad like i get mad when there's no answer right yeah it's but it's it's just so bizarre and then they sent these phone numbers that link to this recipe organizer app and then we just called it and it's some lady trying to sell an aarp like help i've fallen and i can't get up device and then i try to call back and it hangs up on me like what are we supposed to buy the like the thing (laughs) is this all a marketing scam for the aarp help i can't get up device right i don't know or like is this something where like where is this like a dark web thing where it's like it's asking you like would you like to buy this AARP emergency device and then you say yes and they actually send you something else in the mail like like what is this right cooking what could that be I don't know but I tried to add the CEO of that DVO Enterprises on LinkedIn and he hasn't added me back yet (laughs) but I'm trying I wonder if they're just so fed up with this like Happy Valley bullshit (laughs) because people keep calling them and asking them about it it could be I don't know but it's just so fucking weird so I don't know what well it was really weird that the girl said I completely understand right right yeah, it's, it's just the whole thing is fucking bizarre. So I don't know. I kind of think like I was thinking at first like this is an art installation, but it's gone so deep and for so many years that I'm like, who is the person that is behind this and why? Why do they care for over five years? And also maybe we just start harassing them and be like, look, I don't want to freak you out, but you're in deep right now you know that movie with Shia LaBeouf where like he didn't do anything wrong but then everyone thinks he did something wrong and he's gonna go to jail for a long time that's gonna be like you okay if you don't just tell me what the fuck's going on so you and I think exactly the same because I kind of did that I I called (laughs) I called and I left two voicemails for them and the first one I was like I'll play it because I recorded it. I'll play it on this episode. But I was basically like, I had a nightmare that I I tried to think of the creepiest thing I could think of. And I was like, I was underneath a blanket in a cabin. And there were different fuzzy faces all around me. And then I saw a dead deer. And then I woke up like, okay, so that was the first one I left. And the second one I left is I just went, help me. And then I hung up because I was like, <laughs> what? And the, did they say anything back? No, but I was like, if they're going to fucking be creepy to everyone else, then I want to be hella <laughs> creepy back and see if they say anything. <laughs> right. Like, is the only solution to just start spamming them until they tell us what's going on? Right. 
Yeah. Okay. okay. So, Natalia, this is our very first episode on an internet mystery. Like you said, there's a lot of these Reddit mysteries out there or just mm-hmm. internet mysteries in general, like weird websites, weird shit. Like, mm-hmm. what do you make of this? Like, what what do you think about this in general, I guess? And then if you have an opinion, what do you think the most likely person or organization behind this is? Well... It's one of those ones where it's haunted either way you look at it because it's like, on the one hand, this person is wanting us to believe that they, that like we're all dreaming something for some specific reason, for some like doomsday event. And they want us to believe that this is like some sort of dangerous rabbit hole where if we get down too deep and we know too much, we get like taken out or whatever. And then on the other hand, It's like, why, like, it's also haunted because if it is fake, then why is this person being so fucking weird? (laughs) Yeah, right? Like, that's my whole thing is also, like, I know we're in a pandemic right now, so, like, people have a lot of time on their hands, but who has over five years of time on their hands to get this all set up in two different states? I don't know. Like, I want to know their age, their sex, their location. I want to know, like, what their favorite movies are. Why are they trolling this this like old people who can't get up? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's haunt you're right. It's haunted no matter how you look at it. If it's if it's connected to a doomsday cult, that's fucking haunted, regardless of whether or not the world ends on September 5th. It's haunted that people think that and have dedicated like an entire subreddit to it. Um the man in blue flames dream, that's fucking haunted. The like Why that the one in blue flames. I don't know, but like it's it's a theory that some people like in that theory I read to you think that the September 5th doomsday people are the people that set up the dream survey to try to f- connect with other people that had the same dream. Um, or like, is it just like a scientific research dream survey? Like that's still haunted because why do we care what people are dreaming? It's also like- weird that the one username was aliens cause 9LL and then the other person, the only person who didn't get deleted had like an 11 in their name. Yeah, Systems 11. That's true. And then the other person whose account got deleted was one Regit. So that's a one. Yeah, like what's re- like that all sounds like it has to do with ones. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's it's super weird. I kind of if I had to pick a theory, like the most interesting one to me would obviously be like the kind of dark web doomsday theory where it's like you call this number they you order something but then something else shows up in the mail like that to me would be very interesting like you remember that wayfair scam that was on twitter a while ago where it's like you order this cabinet that costs ten thousand dollars and then a child shows up it was just like a random conspiracy (laughs) theory you know what i mean how is that how sex trap like i I don't mean to laugh but is that how we think sex trafficking works like you open up a box and there's a person in it Well, I don't think anyone thinks you'd open up a box. I think people think that you buy something on a website that's entirely overpriced that nobody else would ever buy. Right. And then somebody comes to your house with like a person in that theory of sex trafficking or somebody comes to your house with like, I don't know, like a doomsday cult initiation or like a book about it or like the secrets of the universe or like a top secret government document. I don't know. Like you can spiral out of control really easily. So to me, that one would be the most interesting. If it's just some random dudes, I'm going to be so mad. Like (laughs) just wasting everyone's fucking time sending you to AARP. Like some like stupid prank, like neckbeards. 
Yeah, that would piss well, me off. Well, then that sort of gives credit to credibility to the Futel thing because, like, a huge part of their art installation was prank calls, right? Right, exactly, yeah. But they also, they linked to, for example, that apology line. That's been around since the 1980s. It, it was started in New York. And mm. so it's like, that's not connected to Futile at all. But they decided, oh, this is interesting. Like, we should add this to our art installation. So it could be the same thing with the Willamette Valley, where it's like, oh, this is interesting. Let's add this to our art installation. Yeah. What's going to happen September 5th? Did they allude to anything? No, they just say that a series of, like, catastrophes are going to occur. Well, I believe that. Yeah. I mean, this is a pretty terrible year already, so. I super believe that. So, I don't know. Natalia, this one is a weird one. I don't even know what to think. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know what to think either. I don't, I want to just call all those numbers and fuck with it but then i'm also like resisting it because i'm like that's what they want me to do the only the only way to just not get involved is to like not get involved you know like if someone's like i have some creepy interesting thing and then it like to me to just react in the opposite way of what they're expecting me to do because they expect me to be like oh my god this is crazy i'm gonna invent a podcast so i can talk about weird shit like this and then you know right what if i was just like what if we just go the opposite right route and someone's like hey i have secret information that the world's gonna end september 5th and then you're just kind of like oh or what if we or what if we go the opposite direction like you said and like i did and we just try to scare the shit out of them before they can scare the shit out of us yeah i think we have to create an equal and opposite reaction so like they created a conspiracy where you call and get scared and like we need to scare them instead like we need to right. harass the shit out of these people right so so hey, you guys, now if- that i have experience with the dark web like i can go on there i can hire a hacker to figure out who these people on reddit is and like literally like show up at their house knock on their door and like with a bunch of printouts of reddit stuff and be like is this you are you the one that's posting (laughs) about this bullshit man in blue flames and then the person's just like while they're still terrified that the hacker just lights themselves on fire and is like now your nightmare is real (laughs) oh my fucking god Natalia, if you go on the dark web and you hire someone to blow this case wide open (laughs) tell me because we will have a part two to this episode (laughs) (laughs) why hasn't no one done that yet because i think i was reading about it and i guess the only way to figure out who owns a google voip is to subpoena google so they would have to like the person would have to be committing a crime and then you would have to get a search warrant signed by a judge and then you would have to subpoena the records from wait what if we're thinking too small what if this is google what if Google all <laughs> along has been keeping track of people researching what their dreams mean and researching all of our information and then getting our us to talk to them about the dreams? What if that's what all this is? So it's like Google personalized ads, but they get inside your head so much that they can now advertise <laughs> in your dreams. <laughs> right like, like I'm getting... you're right you're dreaming and they're like and all of a sudden this like pop-up comes up in your dream it's like are you dreaming about bugs right now buy terminex <laughs> like the number one like roach spray <laughs> hey honestly with how crazy technology is and like how obsessed advertisers are i would not be surprised like literally everything is an ad so i'm not surprised well this one was wild thank you for coming on this journey with me natalia would you like to do our sign off oh um 
BRB, gotta go get my 200% guarantee back from my <laughs> cooking app made for senior citizens. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.